And we're back. Mike Cernovich, Cernovich.com. I relaunched Cernovich.com. Welcome back to those of you who are saying hello. It has been a interesting journey, to put it mildly. And we're, we're back to the mindset work, back to the important work that we're doing to change your life and improve your life. Because we're, we're in a weird place, uh, cosmically, in terms of energy, in terms of looking around outside the universe broadly, but of course, politically, there is so much toxicity, and this is true on both sides. It doesn't matter if you're liberal, conservative, libertarian, right-wing, left-wing, far, either way, I don't know, but they're, they're just shootings. People are just the bloodlust that I see, and I think one of the major turning points in my, I don't know, my own I don't know if involvement is the word, but my own participation in politics as friends of mine that I've known for decades, criminal defense lawyers, are now talking about how Andrew McCabe is a victim. And I'm thinking, bro, like you, and in some cases women, you're arguing every day against the government. How did McCabe become your, your deity? And that is because we've reached a new form of tribalism, a new form of bloodlust. There was a horrific mosque shooting in Canada. There was a horrific shooting in Tennessee, which was done by a far left person. There was the Scalise shooting. There's all these things happening where I don't, I don't care if you're what side your politics are. When you just look around, you have to think this is toxic. And it occurred to me because I went from mindset to media and politics and journalism, and I'm going back to mindset, is fundamentally social change starts with you. Yes, you listening in, everybody, you. And that includes me. A lot of people in media who had never heard of me go, how, you know, how did this, you know, it usually wasn't complimentary. It was usually, how is this big gorilla or how is this big dumb gorilla or how is this bro or none of those labels as anybody who's actually listen to a podcast or read my books would, would assign those labels to me. People actually find me to be quite nuanced and vulnerable. But the broader point is, how is it that they didn't realize that I was engaging in sociopolitical change through the power of mindset? Because it all begins with you and it all begins with your mindset, whether you want to improve the world, improve your business or improve your life. And that's what I realized, I went and I showed people I can do this at the highest level, but the mindset is really what matters and I lost focus on the mindset. So today we're going to talk about the most disastrous, worst four words you can ever say. This is true. I think it's four words. Let me, let me count them out as I say them. I believe it's four words, but I don't, I don't read a script when I do podcasts. The four words. That will ruin your life and hold you back are you should be doing. You should be doing. Oh my gosh. I hear this every day. Cernovich, you should be doing this. Why don't you do it? Right? Because fundamentally that's the problem with you should be doing is the question of why you're not doing it. Something has to be done. Okay, you do it. It's about taking leadership over your life. And those four words are abdicating your personal responsibility for your life. They are 
Surrendering your own free will, your own personal power, your own vision, your own leadership. And it just got me thinking about like, what are the real problems that I noticed today, especially, well, I mean, all ages, especially young people, you, you name it is the biggest problem is a lack of initiative. And this is why they're connected. You should be doing is saying, I will not take the initiative to do it myself. I expect somebody else to do it. Whether it's Cernovich, go, you know, the context of this, you know, these podcasts are always based on true stories of my own life. And the context of this is that I threw a couple really big events this year. And why did I throw them? Well, I threw them because nobody else would throw them, right? I threw a big event 2017, another sort of medium event. And then I thought, surely somebody will step up and take the initiative. And of course, nobody did because we suffer from a lack of initiative and it's socio-cultural wide. It doesn't matter what economic status you're in. doesn't matter your gender, your race. Just people lack initiative. Just hustle. Make it happen, right? Everybody all day, oh, you know, talk to me. I got an idea. I don't care what your idea is, right? Because you're going to waste my time because you're not going to execute your idea. People go, oh, I want you to, I'm going to build an app for you. Well, you can't spec it out. You know, graphics. What do you, you know, what are you talking about? I hear this every day in my life. Just take initiative. That's why when I went in to do the hiring of the directors for Hoaxed, I said, make a trailer, right? Don't give me, oh, I have an idea for the film. No, make a trailer. Show, don't tell. Take the initiative. And if you don't want to take the initiative, boy, you are not going to like to work with me because I become very stern, we'll just say, when people aren't taking initiative. It's like, why aren't you making it happen? Well, because it's it's a political disease. It's a mind virus. People are conditioned from birth, at least in America, to not take initiative. Oh, you're going to show up to class. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to be assigned reading. I mean, think about it. Just look at the language patterns that we have in the world. Assigned reading. In other words, don't read what you want to read. Don't pick a book or choose a book you want to read. You're going to read what you're assigned and you're going to talk about what's assigned and you're going to do the homework that's assigned. And kids in kindergarten have homework. And then you, if you're a good boy or girl or gender non-binary and you work your rump off, oh, that's not fat shaming. Somebody might say I'm fat shaming because I'm suggesting, you know, various sizes. See, what a crazy world we live in where, by the way, I'm joking but only a little bit. Uh, those of you who have, you know, very successful careers, you know, you know what I'm talking about. One false word and that's it. You you stepped on a mine, and your whole life could be over because people don't want to take initiative for their own lives, so they want to blame you. You should be doing, or you should not be doing. Should should not. What about you? Right. Fundamentally, that's the question I ask myself. Cernovich, what are you doing? And so I decided, back to these events, I decided that these events needed to happen. Nobody else was going to do them. Fine, I'll do them. So I do them. Great risk, great stress to myself. Didn't make any money on them. I, you know, broke even, but the time spent doing that, I could have done a lot more with. And I take all the financial risk. So if the event doesn't work out, you know who's left holding the bag? You're looking at them. And then I had people say, oh, the tickets were too expensive. You should change the ticket price. Well, actually, the tickets were not too expensive because if I don't make a profit, by definition, they're not too expensive. 
You see what I'm saying? But that's the problem. That's like the loser mindset is only thinking about their own petty little existence and their own little petty needs and not thinking outside of themselves and saying, well, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if you didn't make a profit, clearly the tickets weren't priced highly enough because you would have made a profit if they were too expensive, right? But that's not how people think. What you should be doing, and you should be doing, by the way, is always about you not taking initiative. People say, you should price your tickets differently. Okay, well, why don't you hold an event? Well, I mean, oh, but are you suggesting that I take personal responsibility? Or are you suggesting I take initiative? Or are you suggesting that, oh my God, I'm triggered. How dare you suggest that perhaps I, if I know so much, should be doing it myself. And it really is funny. And this is like this in every area, by the way, where the, the question I always used to ask people, there might even be a podcast on this, is like, why do you know so much? It's like, well, okay, why do you know so much? Why do you think the world should be a certain way? You don't. You, you just want other people to kind of move around you and treat you like you're the center of the world and you don't want to take initiative and you want the world to just show up for you. But that isn't how the world works. And that's why this is dangerous thinking. I'm not lecturing anyone here. I'm not being sanctimonious. I'm just explaining that if you want a better life, if you want to live life at the highest level, then you will never get there. If you go around saying you should be doing this or you shouldn't be doing this because you're not taking responsibility for your own life. Everything that I do, everything that I do is because I found a need in the market based on what? Based on me wishing somebody else were doing something, right? When I started writing about lifestyle, I was reading Esquire. I've told this story before five, six years ago, seven, eight years ago. I don't know, however however long ago. And I had said, boy, this magazine is terrible. There should be an Esquire that is not a terrible magazine. And then why don't you start it? That's what I always ask myself. Why don't you start it? Now, of course, not everyone can do everything. We all know this. But it's a mindset shift. That's what so much of what we talk about and converse about is all about a mindset shift. Can you do everything? No, you can't. But rather than sit around and think about what other people should be doing, you just take the mindset shift. What can I be doing? So that's what I said. I go, why isn't there a, you know, why isn't there like a cooler, you know, version of Esquire? Okay, well, I'll just start it. Wow, boom, I have an audience. Oh, crap. Okay. Then people go, why don't you write a book? You know, and I was like, well, I don't know. Why don't I? Then I thought, sure, why don't I? Why isn't there a book that has what I want? What I want in a book, which is why I wrote Gorilla Mindset the way I wrote it is, I don't I don't want it. I've read The Power of Positive Thinking, good book, but I don't want a book just to tell me to feel good. I want a book with like worksheets and forms and checklists and patterns and accountability and here's what you can look at. And here's what you can do. And I wanted everything systemized. And knowing that not everything that works for you will work for me. For example, the state control exercises that Tony Robbins, which he got from the NLP guys, this just doesn't really work for me. A little bit, but not really. What works for me is the mindfulness and the self-talk. So if you're more introverted, then you go and refer to the self-talk chapters, the mindfulness chapters. You're like, wow, this is powerful stuff. If you're more extroverted, you go into the state control. But I, but that was the thing in the book is 
I really disliked reading books where it wasn't actionable and it assumed that everyone was the same. So I was like, okay, I'll write the book. And then you know, we just kept going from there. So every time I think you should be doing where you refers to some entity or person, what I'm really doing is reflecting the mirror back on myself and saying, okay, so you want this product or you want this change or you want this whatever. Well, what is stopping you from doing it? Now, of course, again, I can't do everything. I mean, I do so much. I have a film coming out. I did. I mean, th- think about it. That's where a lot of people too uh, annoyed me as the original kind of guerrilla mindset. People are like, why are you doing this political stuff? I'm like, to show you that you can take a real mindset anywhere. You can take Gorilla Mindset into the White House. You can take it to the White House press briefing room. You can take it into making a sale. You can take it into making a film. You can take the principles of Gorilla Mindset into any area of your life, and I'll demonstrate it. And I was resentful, because I am a human, that people didn't understand what I was doing. What do you what do you want me to just be the self-help guy who sells self-help and does self-help? It's not I don't respect people who do that. I respect people who apply it. I respect people who say, you know what, here are the principles you should apply to your life. Now watch me go do it in something I've never I never did journalism. I never went to journalism school. I never wanted to be a journalist, okay? Well, last year, two of the biggest stories of the year were um, an unmasking scandal involving Susan Rice and to John Conyers, a congressman resigned because of my journalism. Nobody can ever take that away from me as much as they want to try. Nobody can ever. In one year, I did more than most journalists will do in a decade and indeed perhaps a career. Because why? Because guerrilla mindset. Because I believed in myself. Because I applied the principles. Because even when I was stressed out, I kept working. When I was stressed out, I would meditate. I would do Wim Hof breathing. I would drink green juices. I would do cold showers, contrast showers. I would be more mindful. I would notice if I'm feeling anxious and having anxiety. And rather than let the anxiety and my thoughts spiral out of control, I would retake control through the pacing mechanisms that we talk about. So I, I proved it. Does the does gorilla mindset? Yes. So now in 2018, I have two big events we did. And... I did another Gorilla Mindset seminar, launched a new company, Gorilla Mind, which we have a phenomenal uh, sleep aid, Gorilla Dream. We're working on a skincare line, working on a, well, we have a great nootropic also that I personally take. And I got a film coming out this summer and I'm going to get another book out. Do you understand? I am proving that everything that I say is true and works. In real time. Now, I can also hold myself accountable. I do. I've been talking about it for a year and a half. I got 20 pounds I got to lose. I am out of balance in some areas of my life. It's very hard to be on. This is not an excuse. It's a reality. It's very hard to be on a low-calorie diet where your mind isn't functioning in optimal levels and to do what I do. That's just reality. People go, oh, this excuses. No, I mean, it's really not. If you've ever been around people who do very intense dieting, especially for shows, they'll wonk out, zap out, uh, moodiness and everything. So now I'm working on, okay, how do I restore my health? And I've, I was really out of shape. And now I'm back in shape, but I'm still got, you know, got to lose weight. So the point is you're, you're always, that's what I'm doing is I'm always holding myself accountable. I'm saying, okay, you're, you know, I'm doing a better job being a, you know, a mindful father, being a mindful husband, 
working more on my businesses, right? Being more conscientious on, on all these areas of my life. Because every, every day, every day is a, is a mindset day. It's not like you're done. That That's one of the, the big sort of illusions about success. Everybody goes, Cernovich, I want passive income. Well, that's great. I'm, what, what's having pa- what's having passive income like? Because I, you know, I sure don't know what passive income is like. I know that if I quit writing and blogging and writing articles and doing podcasts, you know how, what happens to my book sales? They plummet. So book sales in theory are passive income. Well, yeah, but if you want to have a small amount of passive income, then you, yeah, just neglect it. So everybody goes, oh, passive income. And I, there is no passive income, okay? That is a myth. Well, what about dividends? Well, okay, but what if the market tanks? <laughs> what about rental properties? Well, okay, well, what if you have a bad tenant and the tenant trashes your apartment? Are you going to just be absentee, right? Are you going to just leave other people unsupervised? There, there is no such thing as passive income. It's all active income. And that's what I'm telling you. It's never over. The mindset game. And for me, I, I love it actually because... I'm someone who personally enjoys novelty. I wake up every day and even though, you know, most days are the same, there's never a groundhog day feeling because I don't know, this month, anything could happen. To me personally, cosmically, seismically, you name it. And for, so for me, that's exciting to know, okay, every, every day I believe that I'm in control of my destiny. Every day I believe I'm working towards something great. Every day that I know that setbacks are teaching me about life. Every day I know that the struggles bring us closer to God and to humanity and to our souls and to spirituality. So every day I feel great. Even on the days I've been under a lot of stress lately with this uh, physical products business, Gorilla Mind. So we have great products and I thought it was going to be more passive, to be honest. There, I, I should have known better, but I thought, oh, we got a great product. Everybody's wanted me to do an entropic for years. Here we go. Tell people, go to GorillaMind.com and boom, I'll just sit back. Oh, and it is, oh man, maybe I'll do a whole separate podcast on, we had a nine, we had a product a year ago and then our supplier didn't do us right. So we had to threaten legal action to get our money back and we had to find a new supplier and we had to, you know, lab test all the new stuff. So we're a year behind in the company and that's because whatever it is. It is what it is, right? So, so I'm, I'm figuring this out. Okay. Physical products is a little bit of a different business now than digital. Digital products are amazing. And now in hindsight, actually, I'm like, man, I should have just taken the money I invested in Gorilla Mind and invested it in a digital, digital product, but that's fine. See, do you understand? I'm not perfect. Last year I did three things. Um, well, not last year, but in the past Oh, I'll say two years, I took three risky moves. I invested in Bitcoin. I invested in building my Facebook and I invested in a supplement company. The Facebook became a catastrophe, not because it wasn't great, but because Facebook decided they were just going to arbitrarily demonetize it. And they did. And they have that power. And you know what? That was 90 grand. The, the page was doing 100 million views a month. And it would have been making 40, 50 grand. And Facebook just said, we don't like you. And, you know, that's, what are you going to do? And Gorilla Mind is cash flow positive finally. But that was that was a struggle. And But Bitcoin really hit it big, thankfully. And you have to, once you balance it all off, though, it was not like, oh, wow, everything is perfect. Because you have to take 
um, and to account the losses in Facebook and the losses in the other kind of investments and you know balance your total portfolio. And that's why, of course, you have to diversify your portfolio in every day of your life. You have to diversify your skill set. You have to diversify your what Scott Adams calls a talent stack. Do you understand? What I'm talking about is just gorilla mindset applied every day to my life. It is the books I recommend applied every day to my life. There is no, oh, I'm successful. I've made it. No, because once you think you made it, then you lose momentum. And once you lose momentum, whatever you had can be taken away from you in a second. One second, it could be gone. Here today, gone tomorrow. And I've actually been through that where I was a little golden boy and everything was perfect. And then my whole life was taken from me over a lie. Doesn't matter. Truth or false, doesn't matter. Real or lie, doesn't matter. Your life can be taken from you within a second over, over a lie. Or over a random chance, or over a random car accident, or over a loved one getting cancer, or over somebody lying about you and fabricating things about you. It's just like that. What do you do though? Right? What are you going to do? You got to live your life. And if you believe in yourself and you believe that everything you're doing is bringing you closer to the divine and bringing you closer to what it means to be a human, then you're going to be okay. We're going to make it. They say... They say nobody makes it out alive. I don't, I don't believe that. I, I think that we do make it out alive. I think that we can transcend to higher levels. And I'll talk about that more too because I've, I've seen a lot of things. And I, I just I refuse to believe that nobody makes it out alive. I believe that if we really bring, bring ourselves closer to one another, closer to the collective consciousness, closer to whatever the concept of God is, we, we do make it out alive. But how do we make it out alive? Again, the four words you should be doing. You don't want to use those words. You don't want to apply them to your own life. Instead of worrying about what everybody else is doing, ask yourself, why am I not doing it? You'll be so much more productive. Thanks for listening. Mike Cernovich, Cernovich.com, C-E-R-N-O-V-I-C-H.com. We'll be there. Mindset, book reviews. No politics really other than if, unless we can contextualize it. So if there's a kind of a big event happening that's cultural and there's a mindset lesson there, then we can do it. But otherwise, whatever, man, let, let all these other nasty people fight each other. They, they, can, they can have each other. I don't want them. I don't think you want them either. Mike Cernovich, Cernovich.com.